Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Monday the 9th of January. I'm Derek Clark and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry. How are we getting on, Joshua? Yeah, good, Derek. Uh, good to be with you. Enjoyed the game yesterday um, after a bit of a, a boring first half. So, yeah, looking forward to, to chatting about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a, a great result for Rangers yesterday at Tanadise. Um, we'll talk about the, the the big talking points from that game shortly, folks. Um, but before we do that, just a bit of housekeeping. First of all, um, you can see the banner on your screen. Uh, if you want to uh, support the channel, please subscribe. Uh, over 10,500 of you do so now. So thanks very much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, that is totally free. And as you can see, uh, Joshua has new just sponsor. popped up. Uh, our new sponsor there, uh, Seneca Medical Group, uh, a fantastic uh, organization. Uh, they are the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe. Uh, mm. To date, they've treated over 43,000 hairless sufferers. So a fantastic organization and great to have them on board to support the channel. Uh, it's not something that you, uh, I don't think, uh, envisage you using at any point soon, Joshua. Maybe for me and many other viewers, I think it's something that uh, certainly uh, we might ha have to consider at some point in the near future. Not yet. I'm not, my, my dad's still got uh, a good head of hair, Derek, but you never know what what um what life will throw at you. So yeah, thanks to to Seneca for sponsoring. You can you can look at the um link in the comment section. Uh, as you say, Derek, the number one in Europe. So if you want to find out more about it, then uh, Seneca is the place to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, let's talk all things uh, Rangers. Uh, only Rangers matter gets in touch. A hairless sufferers. I love boldness. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a sign of masculinity. I'm sure. Uh, that's what we're told anyway. Uh, but Seneca, yeah, go and check them out, folks. A fantastic organisation. If you're thinking about uh, a little bit of a, a, a hair transplant there uh, on the top of your dome. Right, let's talk Rangers, Joshua. Uh, great uh, result yesterday. Performance-wise, it was another one of those uh, sort of game of two halves, you, you could say. Uh, a bit of a, a nothing first half, nothing really of note uh, to report Rangers Huffton Puff dominated, although uh, well, it was Dundee United that had the, the, the best of the chances, you, you've got to say. Um, however, they came out after half-time, as they have done in the main under Michael Beale, looked rejuvenated. Alfredo Morelos coming on for Antonio Cholak, who we'll touch on mm. shortly, thought he made a difference. Uh, the Colombian up top uh, and Rangers managed to get the goals. A fantastic opening goal from Fashion Sakala. Uh, it was his usual mixed bag, especially first half where he do something terrific, and then either stand in the ball or or, or lose it uh, under under no, under no duress. But um, that first goal was uh, sublime. Uh, great run in behind uh, Ryan Jack, who uh, had a, a good role to play, I think, as well. He anticipated yeah. the Zambian and running in behind. He basically flicked it off his right foot and volleyed it in with his left. It was a fantastic finish. Um, Malik Tillman scored just seconds after that uh, and, a, and a great two-minute spell for Rangers. Uh, Sakala again. It was James Tavernier with a run inside the penalty area. Laid it off for Sakala. His shot was blocked. Fell out to uh, Malik Tillman uh, and despite a ruck of bodies in his way, managed to uh, fire into the corner and that's how it finished. Uh, pretty comfortable in the end, uh, Joshua. Um, but the first half wasn't uh, really good enough uh, as far as Rangers are concerned. I don't think, uh, fortunately, Dundee United unable to capitalise on on a bit of slackness at, at times. But Rangers, in the end, I think, deserved winners. Yeah, well, I think we should probably start on Sakala, Derek, and then um, move on to 
you know what what changed in the game, the first and the second half. Um, the colour piece from the game last night is is a bit of a detailed look at Sakala and some of the manager's comments, some some stats, some graphs. Um, so I've put that in the the comment section, but you can obviously read it over at the website as well. Um, I put in the piece, Derek, that he's culpable of first half performances like yesterday, but capable of scoring uh, the individual effort that followed. And I think that kind of sums Sakala up. Um, you know what. Sometimes you, you'll lack in a game, but I think what he, what we're increasingly seeing is what he gives you far outweighs the, the negatives. I, I didn't realise this, but he only started more than two successive league games last season once the, the league was over, um, and, he, and he started the run of games. You remember, I think Rangers beat St Mirren 4-0 four, four or 4-1 four, away from home. Kimar Roof scored a hat-trick. By that point, I think that was after the Old Firm defeat in, in early January, and that's the only time that Sakala really got a run um, a run of games. Last season, he had 0.5 goals per 90. Uh, this season, it's uh, about the same after yesterday. And, and that's what Beal's done well for me um, so far. He's got goal scorers in the team. He said after the game, we see Malik and Sakala as goal scorers. So rather than picking between them, we pick them both. We've spoken previously about, you know, uh, Gerard maybe going away to, to Pitaudry. And Beal referenced this um, in his post-match interview, I think, on that their post-match press conference. I think you'd have often seen him lock up in the midfield and then push a Tillman um, or back then maybe in a Rebo into the front three. He did that when Rangers lost 1-0 um, at Tannadice at the start of last season. It feels longer than the start of last season, but um, it was just uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, Beals resisted the urge to do that at home in the old firm. I thought he might do that as well, but he stuck with uh, Sakala and Tillman. Um, so you've got that goal threat and you've got much more of a goal threat in the team. You know, you look back to the 2-1 game against Dundee United um, under Van Bronckhorst and Tillman and Sakala were both starting on the bench and there was a midfield of Kent, Ard, Arfield, um, Jack, Lundstrom and Charlie McCann, which isn't a midfield that's going to score you a lot of goals. So what Beal, I think, has done is get goal scorers in the team. The key part for me, and, and it's something that I think is worth a, a a lot more of a conversation around maybe in, in the coming weeks. I don't know if it's just something I'm interested in and is actually quite boring uh, to other people. But if you look at Sakala yesterday, and it's, it's similar to last week's old firm, uh, last week's old firm, he's mainly receiving the ball, trying to get in behind on the left-hand side in the first half. In the second half, he changes it, playing from the right-hand side within 10 minutes. If you look at yesterday, um, watch the five minutes leading up to the goal. Sakala has a run through the middle of the pitch. Then he attacks that Borna Barisic cross almost from the right byline. And then he scores from the left touchline. I think that variation and freedom that the Rangers attackers have um, moving in kind of conjunction with one another is what is making it harder to, to defend against them because uh, unlike previous systems, I think Gerrard, uh, you knew what they were doing, but it was became almost too rigid. Van Bronckhorst, I just don't think he had enough of a, a successful domestic blueprint. But I think Beal's challenge was always, can he evolve what happened last time? And, and because it became predictable by the end, it wasn't a great watch, the football that, that Steven Gerrard's team were, were playing by the time we went down to Aston Villa. And I think what's been interesting has, has been the way that these attackers have so much freedom. Combined with a goal threat, I think that's made them... Um, a, a, a real good, uh, it's earned them a lot of good results early on because that's six wins from uh, five from six and you know, yeah. very close to being a, a perfect start.
Yeah, uh, so many comments coming in. Let's get to a few of them. Um, first of all, it uh, shows you the, the worldwide appeal uh, of this show. First of all, uh, David Robertson watching us uh, all the way from the Philippines. Uh, good evening, uh, David. Uh, good to have you tuning in. Uh, and, and William Matheson gets in touch. Morning from Fuerteventura. Uh, there's a definite positive energy about Rangers. It wasn't there prior to Michael Beale. Hamden result will tell us more. Yes, of course, Aberdeen on the horizon on Sunday. Looking forward to that immensely. Rangers really need to I know we, we got the Scottish Cup last season, but the League Cup uh, uh, in recent years has been pretty deplorable. So hopefully we can uh, address that this season. Um, lots of uh, comments coming in with regards to performances in the game yesterday. We'll touch on transfers shortly, folks, because um, we know there's two players uh, that you're looking to speak about. But firstly, uh, Scotty gets in touch. Uh, he says, uh, the Tillman train defo motoring now. Oh, yeah. um, he, he certainly, he, I, he's I'm just a, very good at football, Derek, isn't he? He's just he very, very good, good at football. He is very good at football, although I'm not entirely sure about the, the Malik Tillman song that, that, uh, that I heard mm. at Tannadice yesterday. What, what It goes by, uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure what the words are. It's uh, your Malik, don't you know, or something like that. And I then, still can't work out the second, ha- uh, the second no. half of the song, so if anyone can. Um, yeah, let us know in the song. comments what, what the song lyrics are, folks, so we can sing along. Uh, on, on Sunday, but uh, Malik Tillman again, Joshua, another impressive showing. Yeah, I mean, I thought him and Sakala were frustrating in the first half. Beal said the same after the game, but all it takes is a moment for these types of players to change the game. Um, and, and Tillman continues to, to make a real difference. I thought he was improved in the second half. There was that one touch, I think it was just at the start of the second half. Um, where he moved Rangers forward. I think he took the ball from a throw-in and just completely took um, his, his opponent out of the game with a, a single kind of drop of the shoulder and, and burst forwards. Uh, but this this is another piece we're going to have on the website today, Derek. Something that Michael Beale said after. I'll just read you his, his quote. He said, what changed at halftime? Because he was asked what changed at halftime because I think Dundee United, Hibs, Aberdeen... Uh, last week's old firm, all examples of Rangers being better in the second half or certainly scoring more goals in the second half. Um, and Beal said that um, there is one or two things um, about how you can create space for yourself when a team's dropping down. You have to overload certain areas. I won't tell you everything that changed. The crux of it was we passed and moved a lot more off the ball. I thought the first goal typified that. That I th- It's an interesting comment. And if you watch the lead up to... The first goal, again, we're going to have a piece on the website kind of detailing this. You can see how Rangers do that. They're patient, um, inviting Dundee United in on the right-hand side. And then the execution is obviously fantastic by Sakala after he drops off and, and takes the ball in from, from Barisic. But having Tillman and Sakala in the same team, it, it puts those games out of reach quickly. And, and Rangers didn't create loads of chances. I think their expected goals was, was under 1.5. But the difference for me compared to a game like the Dundee United game at home is that when you have those two goal scorers in the team as, as well as your central striker in a domestic game, um, we've seen over the last few years, Rangers are going to have a much better opportunity of winning if they have an extra goal scorer or two um, in the team outside of uh, Morelos or Cholak. Yeah, uh, lots of comments with regards to the song lyrics, uh, Joshua. Uh, only Rangers matter, and a few others saying, uh, he's magic, you know, uh, he's Malik, you know, give him the ball and he'll score, apparently. So uh, that's a lyric, so I'll make sure to note them down uh, to join in next time. It's getting belted out. Um, but let's get to a few more of the comments uh, coming in. Scotty also says, uh, I thought Bonner was terrific yesterday. Uh, I thought he'd had a, yeah, a good game, Joshua. I, I did enjoy him when he, he flicked the ball over the head. I, I can't remember who the boy it was, and... He got a tad frustrated and went through him. He had a, a cheap dig 
uh, late on in the game, um, but shows you, I mean, that the, the constants to do that, just uh, a bit of showboating, you, you could say. But uh, Bonner certainly looks like he's revitalised after that uh, World Cup with Croatia. To be fair to him, I think mm. he's been arguably one of the Rangers' better performers this season. Even when Giovanni van Bronckhorst was in charge, I thought he was uh, he was pretty decent. Uh, we know he had his, a bit of a nightmare at Parkhead earlier on in the season, but didn't everyone... Um, and I know Belgium was was a bit of a horror show as well. But apart from that, he's he's been, I think he's been pretty steady this season. I I, I think he alluded to it himself, Derek, that um, it didn't suit him as well with the Giovanni van Bronckhorst yes. system. I, I thought at points while he was getting assists, he was really culpable of giving the ball away. Um, but also, I think it was um, as you say, a little bit of just the effects of the system he was playing in. Um, I thought it was really good yesterday because you get. Obviously, his crosses, which almost break the deadlock for for Sakala, um, when he when he attacks that cross at the back post, he, he, and you just forget, even though Barisic is crossing from so deep, he just has such a high quality delivery on him. I think so much higher than anyone else in, in the league, even uh, James Tavenier, just from the the kind of he doesn't need any real backlift, um, and he can cross from so deep. Uh, but I, I just think it suits him more. He doesn't have to build up as much because for me, that's when. Um, teams could could press Barisic a lot if he stays deep because he's not as, as comfortable. Uh, I think as, as James Tavenier kind of running inside or carrying the ball. Um, I, I think you've seen teams pressing a lot earlier in the season. We've we've also got a piece coming in. You've sent me up perfectly for another piece we've got coming on the website, mm. Eric, and by contributor Ian King, um, looking at Barisic and his start on the Beal and how important it is he retains that because obviously we've been here um, with with Barisic before. Um, but yeah, I thought him and, and another player for me, um, Derek, who played a big part in the first goal, was Ben Davies. Uh, attempted 71 passes yesterday and completed them all. There wasn't a lot of raking diagonals, but he played four or five balls through the lines, which is the type of pass, I think, with a left foot you haven't seen many Rangers central defenders make in recent years. I think he, this is, what, five games now he's, he's played on the trot. I mean, you spoke to his former central uh, centre-back partner, yeah. Paul, is it Paul Huntington? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I spoke to him this week, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but effectively what he was saying, is, is talking up his credentials, and obviously you can read this piece on the website, he was saying, you'll see the best of him after he's had a few runs, uh, yeah. a run of games in the team, and, and for me, Derek, you're seeing that now. Yeah, but Pete Lawrence agrees with you, Joshua. He was really solid and accurate, Ben Davis. I'm really enjoying watching him. I think he and Goldson uh, are building up quite a quite a decent partnership in defence. It's no surprise to see uh, the defence looking more resolute. Michael Beale did touch on that. Uh, John McLaughlin with another clean sheet. I was going to touch on that. Before that, a uh, question coming in here uh, from uh, Woodulus. New specs, Derek, Luke Brady. Uh, no, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I've actually lost, well, not lost, but I, I can't find my uh, glasses case where the glasses I actually normally wear are in the house. Looked all over. Them. So this is the, the substitute specs. Um, so, But thanks very much for your, your kind comments. Um, John McLaughlin, there's a comment coming in about uh, McLaughlin I want to touch on from Multiple Man 78. John McLaughlin is the clean sheet king. His percentage of clean sheets per appearances must be the best ever. I looked at this last night, Joshua. I think it's 29 clean sheets in 44 games. Uh, which is uh, quite something since he's been at yeah. Rangers. Um, and good to see him getting an opportunity as well. Is this, do we read much into this? I know Mike Beale said that he was expecting Dundee United to uh, fire in set pieces, and, and that's why he preferred John McLaughlin over Alan McGregor. But um, I don't think McLaughlin done, done anything wrong. He made a, a decent save as well with the scoreline level. Um, 
as uh, is it just one of those he's just going to keep chopping and changing until the end of the season you reckon they kind of did that with with Gerard at the start of last season. I yeah. mean, it's not an ideal situation, is it? You'd want, I'd imagine, if you're a defence, you'd want a number one. But I think it is is good management because um, what it does is, well, Bill, Bill said it himself before the game. Um, McLaughlin strong at coming and claiming the ball um, and helping Rangers out in those situations. If if Rangers are uh, under the cosh. If it was 1-0 yesterday and Dundee United have corners late in the game, I think most people would rather have McLaughlin um, defending corners because he'll come and claim it. That's, I don't think, something that Al McGregor has ever uh, done quite as as regularly. For, for me, that's if, if he trusts him to come in and and be able to, to play kind of irregularly, which McLaughlin has done in the past, to be fair to him, then I, I think it is good management. Apart from that old firm, um, he had that reputation of being dependable. Uh, I don't think you'd, you'd you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of people that would trust him in that big game again because of the goals he let in that parkhead. Mm. But if you need a goalkeeper to come in, in in those certain circumstances, I think that is a the right move because um, teams have targeted that in the past. You know, think back to Ross County last season that three three draw, which was so damaging in the title race. Um, that the final goal comes off a corner. Um, it's something that you could point to throughout the whole of last season. I, I thought it was interesting that he admitted that pre-match because when McLaughlin played it, uh, it was Dingwall, wasn't it, Ross Kenny? But I think McGregor was ill then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe something you'll see between now and the end of the season. Um, but obviously, I think in the area that, as we have said hundreds of times, Derek, Rangers need to, to uh, buy someone there in the summer. Yeah, uh, John Dooley makes an interesting point. We lost a poor goal from a corner at Dundee United last season. Yeah, that's, that's just really off his line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if it, that was in his mind, uh, Michael Beale. Uh, yesterday, uh, Aldo says, uh, Derek, can you ask Michael Beale to start giving his halftime speech before the game from now on? Uh, yes, absolutely. It, it seems like a strange one. I'm certainly going to ask him that next time. Uh, the press conference, which will be later on in the week. I'm sure he'll be asked about it anyway, about whether... Uh, what the difference is between first half and second half. Just on the issue of the specs, uh, Alan Kincaid says, I stood on mine in the panic of old for morning, wearing old old goggles now. Nose is ruined. Uh, I feel your pain, uh, Alan. Uh, and Steely FM with a, a cheap, snide remark here. Yellow card for him. Never mind hair replacement. Needing spec savers as a new uh, sponsorship. Uh, so uh, there we go. Um Alfredo Morelos, I thought, made a difference when he came on yesterday, Joshua. Yeah. Lots of comments saying, likewise, Pete Lawn says, uh, is a big presence, uh, very physical, but his decision-making is uh, shocking. Uh, and Liz Dempster get, gets, in gets in touch. Uh, morning, Liz. Uh, we, Alfie, did change the game, as I think his strength is a difference. But we fashion is absolutely fantastic. Great second half, and Jack was my man of the match. Uh, Morelos, I thought he, he, he was pretty good. Christopher Stent Stevenson says uh, it changed the game, dragging players out of position, and that's why it made the difference. Uh, what were your views on Morelos, Joshua? Yeah, I, I agree with all those comments. I thought it made a big difference. Um, I was kind of surprised to hear after that it was, wasn't was uh, tactical, but it was because Cholak yeah. had suffered some sort of knock. I, I think he, he struggled, but we we know that. That's a, I don't think that game suits him as much as when the, the the ball is in and around the penalty box. Um, I, I, I just think that's Cholak's game. You know what you're going to get from him. Morelos is a better all-round player. He's still not the player that he can be. I think he's shown signs of, of getting there. Um, might still take him a bit of time to get back. But I think it showed why Michael Beale's system at points needs that player who you can play into to the centre. Because just before 
um, the goal as well. Rangers tried to go for that avenue, playing to the feet of Morelos. It didn't work, but it's another option that teams have to consider. Um, so, so I thought he did well. But, but yeah, the, if Cholak isn't, um, if certain away games don't suit him and he doesn't play brilliantly in all of them, then I think he'll more than make up for it for the, with the goals he'll score over the course of the season. And I think it's also important to remember that's his first minute since. Um, well, would it be his first yeah. minute since Hearts before the? Uh, did did he even play against Hearts? Or was it the game before that? I think he might have. Hearts or St. Johnston, because he obviously missed the St. Mirren game. Um, so I, I think comments saying that you, you can obviously say maybe he's less suited to be in open play, but I think it's far too soon to kind of say that he won't work over time or that Beal won't find a way to to work with him. I think what you're seeing from Beal is he loves strikers. He wants to play two of them in every single team. He's obviously got Kimar Roof back. Um, I don't see him starting many games soon, but to have that option of coming off the bench is a positive as well. And and that's the first time I think he's actually been able to use all four of his uh, striking options. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll keep a close eye on Antonio Cholak. His comments come in uh, saying he was didn't didn't do anything in, in that first half. But uh, there's a question from some Joshua saying that does he fit into Michael Beale's system? I think that's that's pretty harsh from uh, 45 minutes worth of action. Um, listen, he's the top goal scorer. We've seen his qualities this season. I think it's a, a tad too early to write him off at this stage. Yeah, and also. I, I, my guess would be maybe looks a bit better when, um, you know, the way Sakala was playing yesterday, he's a, he's a forward and he's a goal scorer, but he wasn't playing up necessarily as a, a striker in the centre. I think it's, at times you might see, you know, Beal wanted to go for Morelos and Cholak in the first game against Hibs. You know, he said that after the game, but obviously um, Cholak was injured. I think that would have been maybe more of a conventional kind of two strikers with Kent in behind and maybe that would, would suit Cholak a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, it's... We need to see more games to, I guess, make any judgment on that, Derek. Yeah, certainly. Right, let's talk uh, transfers then, um, because uh, two players have been linked heavily with Rangers about uh, moves. They're out of contract in the summertime. First of all, uh, Norwich City's uh, Todd Cantwell and Everton midfielder Tom Davis, um, pair of them, 24 years of age. I think both of them, uh, both highly rated at the time when they burst through their respective clubs. However, for some reason or other, they've sort of stumbled of late and, and have, have struggled to, to push on, uh, and Rangers have been linked with both of them. Michael Beale was asked uh, about the pair following the game uh, yesterday. Uh, he was asked... Uh, uh, he, he, <laughs> it was interesting, uh, his uh, response uh, when he talked about them. He said, uh, no names, but I think they are both uh, good players, to be fair. Todd was an excellent player when he was young, and playing against my Liverpool under-23s. I thought he would go on and have a fantastic career. He had that at the start, and he is maybe just looking for a move to reignite it, but I think he's a fantastic player at a good age. And Tom Davis used to kick my Liverpool under-23s team all around the place. There's a bit of John Lundstrom about him, but again, two really good players. Not confirming anything with those two, but there are a lot of players we are speaking to at the moment. Uh, have you seen much of them, uh, Joshua? I've, I've, I've seen the, both of them at various points uh, down here at games. Catmill was one when he first burst onto the scene I thought was a, a terrific talent. I thought he would push on and uh, and even move to a bigger club than Norwich, but it didn't quite happen for him. Uh, Tom Davis is another one. Uh, he looked good when he was initially in, introduced into that Everton side, uh, but for one reason or another, it hasn't pushed on. What's your... your What's your feelings about uh, these two players and would you welcome them both at Ibrox? 
Yeah, well, as you say, Bill, uh, Bill saying no names, but obviously um, his response, yeah. you know, he's <laughs> either he's just been watching them on my scout the day before. Um, I, I think if, if Rangers could get, obviously there'll be any transfer has risk, but you look at someone like Tom Davis, who's played his professional career in the Premier League. Um, remember, I think in the game against, um, I think actually when Everton beat Liverpool 2-0 in, in lockdown, it was one of the first times he beat them at Anfield yeah. in 20 years. He, he was really good on that day. Cantwell kind of seems to have um, had a difficult couple of years in his career, but you're right, Derek, he was so coveted and, and performing well for Norwich when they were um, in the Championship and going up to the Premier League for a reason. I think technical, uh, technically, of course, they'd be more than capable of coming up to the Scottish Premiership and and making an imprint. They're at good ages where they'd need a good couple of years to then maybe go and get another move. I think that's the type of profile of player that Bill wants. The question obviously is, and, and it's what he alludes to in his answer, he says after, I need to meet them and, and see are they going to sh- uh, shrink or grow yes. um, when they're playing at Ibrox. Um, because when players have, have showed promise or had a, a really good first couple of years to their career when they've broken through, and then don't uh, kick on, I guess, there's maybe questions about that. Is it injury-related? Uh, is it to do with the circumstances at the club? Obviously, Cantwell was out. I think it was on loan at Bournemouth as well last season. Um, it was. But if Beale can, yeah, if Beale can, and can get someone like Cantwell back to the form that, that attracted all that attention, of course, he'll be a really good sign. And, and similarly with Davis, would he give you legs in the middle of the pitch? Absolutely. He might. I, I don't know what their injury records have like, uh, are like. Uh, I've seen some comments about that. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've, uh, I've not looked at that at all. Um, but either one of those, I think, is, is what Rangers need. Legs, creativity in the middle of the park, and crucially, at an age where they can have a good couple of years and be sellable assets. And I think what they have in... in what they would hypothetically have him coming to work with a coach like Michael Beale um, is someone that they know can can develop them. So, yeah, Beale said towards the end of his press conference as well, something along the lines of, I hope you'll be as excited about the two or three players that are coming into the club. He's certainly talking up the people that are coming into the club, um, said they'll have to have time to adjust, but they're coming in to be starters and not squad fillers. Um, I think it's another example as well of him understanding the tone that he needed to to carry uh, coming into the club in the state it was in and the way that people felt about things like transfers and, and the playing style at the start of December. Um, and, and, and if Rangers can add a couple of players with with energy in the middle of, of the park um, to that team with the, the players that are coming into form and, and you know, you're seeing Goldson and Davies forming a strong partnership, other players coming onto a game a bit, uh, then suddenly it does look that the valuation of certain players looks a whole lot healthier. So in, interesting um, links, and we'll just have to, to wait and see what happens over the next few days. Yeah, listen, every signing is a gamble. We know that, but they're at the right age, uh, and it's whether Michael Beale can uh, reignite their careers, as he touched on. Blair Cockburn makes an interesting point, <laughs> although the uh, the similarity to Brian Clough is quite something. He says, if Beale wants Cantwell and Davis, we have to trust his judgment. Beale could be a 21st century Brian Clough. Well, <laughs> Uh, there's a, a comparison for well, you. I think he's got some way to go uh, to be anywhere near uh, Brian Clough, who was a, an absolute legend in terms of the, the, the managerial uh, side of the game. Um, but listen, yet yeah, Rangers uh, heavily linked with uh, both Tom Davis and uh, Todd Cantwell. And it's interesting, the point you touched on, Josh, about uh, Michael Beale's comments about looking players in the eye. And he touched yeah. on match press conference he said it's okay having zoom meetings uh, but he wanted to meet them face to face he says he's quite fussy in that regard 
Uh, he needs to make sure they have what it takes to play for Rangers. It's not uh, no disrespect to, to Norwich and uh, to, to some extent Everton as well. It's not quite uh, playing for Rangers. Um, so they'll need to deal with the demands if they are to, to come up the road. Uh, Cantwell, I certainly think there'll be question marks over uh, his mentality. He's coming from Norwich. He's played for Bournemouth, like you say. He had a loan spell in Holland as well. Um, but playing for Rangers is, is nothing like uh, playing for uh, those clubs. Everton, uh, Everton are a big club, aren't they? They, they, they are, they are. But um, I think Rangers is uh, that the expectation to win every single week yeah. is is something that both clubs uh, don't have. So uh, yeah, listen, we'll keep an eye on those things, uh, folks, and we'll, we'll keep you posted with all the latest uh, developments with regards to uh, both Todd Cantwell uh, and Tom Davis and any other player that is linked uh, with Rangers this month of course it's transfer window and Pete Lawrence makes a suggestion uh, what about Josh Windass fantastic display what from uh, uh, yeah what a goal mm. against Newcastle as they dumped the magpies out of the, the, the FA Cup uh, that ship has well and truly sailed Joshua but uh, great to see him uh, bagging that goal at the weekend yeah, it was great. It was a great strike. I th- this last season, he got was it not eighteen goals and assists, Josh Windass? Um, I can't remember, but it was, a, it was a really good, he scored a lot of goals toward the end of his career. And, and if my memory serves me correctly, part of the reason he went was because he wanted to play through the middle, and Gerrard wanted to play more off one of the sides. I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm relying on memory there, but yeah, I watched some of that game and I, and I thought he took that goal brilliantly. Good yeah. team doing yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic from uh, Josh Windass. Yeah, I remember he played at Aberdeen, didn't he? The first game in the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then that, that was him away uh, down south to Wigan, if I'm not not mistaken. But yeah, certainly seems to have uh, be doing well at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, okay, I think that will do us there, folks. Thanks to everyone for interacting with the show as ever. It's greatly appreciated. So much content uh, on the website uh, this morning, and so much to come. We've got uh, loads of. Uh, there's an opinion piece from from, from Joshua on there on uh, fashion to Cala. There's also all the uh, the fallout from the game, uh, everything that Michael Beale uh, had to say following that win over Dundee uh, United. Uh, and you said, Joshua, that there's a lot of stuff coming on the website later on today. Yeah, Derek, we have um, obviously, um, as ever, uh, thank people for, for tuning in, um, but encourage them as well to sign up and support what we do by subscribing to the website and just looking at it just now. We have a piece looking looking at Sakala, um, why Beal's choice to play with two forwards makes sense, kind of digging in a bit more to those flexibility comments. There's a graph that I've just put on my Twitter, similar to the one we had with Kent, which shows the different areas in which uh, Sakala is receiving the ball and maybe why that's a positive. Um, we're going to have a look at some of the manager's comments at halftime, say, sorry, full-time saying what changed at halftime um, kind of breaking down some of those. We'll have all the data from the game um, and, and lots more coming this week. So, yeah, if you want to, to subscribe, you'll get that top quality coverage every single day and uh, it supports what we do on the, the morning briefing as well. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And as James Strachan uh, rightly says, hit the like button, please, Bears. Um, okay, folks, that'll do us there. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Bye for now.